Hi, I'm Johnny Pollard and welcome to the One Giant Mind podcast, where we cultivate greater insight and artfulness to our ever-evolving humanity. I talk with everyday people dealing with everyday challenges using timeless wisdom and knowledge through the lens of a regular meditation practice. In this podcast, we explore the nuances of the ever-increasing demand to change and how we can meet our condition and transmute it so that we can reveal ever more deeply our true nature. Hi, Johnny. I was just going to follow up on uh, one of the earlier questions um, about COVID and the significance of the transition we've all been going through as humanity, as you explained sort of with that analogy of the sheep kind of being herded through this passage, this gate or this portal, what, whatever we want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my question is like, our, you know, our, our um, relationship to temporality, because when you were speaking about that, every part of me just wanted to go, when will we be through to the other side? Like, when's this going to be over? And how to actually watch that transition to the new paddock and wherever you may be, whether you're right in the crux of it and you're being squeezed or you feel like you're a little bit on the other side or you're roaming freely on the other side of the paddock, um, how to relate to that transition and the kind of humanity of kind of needing it to be done at the same time. Yeah. Well, the, the desperate need for it to be all over is just a panic response observing the complexity and the potential destruction Mm. that is inherent in the situation. Like there's a a potentiality for annihilation with everything that's going on right now. There's no doubt about it. It's a card that's on the table. And that can be overwhelming when we actually sit with the reality of that. And our reaction to that is... Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> I want to just, let's, let's just get through it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Wait, when's this going to... Mm. And that is also a natural reaction. It's okay. Mm. And now the, the question is, how do we deal with that? And it is to... I mean, the theme of every one of these episodes is about cultivating our, our personal power, our power. And our power is expressed through our ability to be in this moment with our heart open in love and to see the potential for greater unity and at the very least the opportunity for me to be expressive of my desire to be in union with you. Even if you don't want it, I've got it. Cultivating that, this is power. And I would argue that It's even more powerful when we're in an environment where we have no candidates for reciprocity, Mm. where we're being rejected. What we have to give is being rejected. It takes greater power to keep the heart open because when we're rejected, it hurts. And we feel like what we have to offer is of no value to the world. And if it's of no value to the world, then what's the point? We're not acting because there is a point outside of ourselves. We're acting because we are choiceless. I am a spiritual being. This is my nature. And 
if I defy this, if I ignore this, then I'll become very unwell. I'll become unwell if I ignore my spirit, which is just to keep moving in the direction of remaining open, compassionate, and in love. And to welcome the challenge against that in every day. Because every single thing that grinds up against that sharpens it. Mm. Yeah. The resistance becomes the force that makes us more effective. It forces us to have to dig deeper and refine our relationship to ourselves and truly understand what it means to be stable amidst a field that is just in such turmoil. So it becomes a, a beautiful, powerful instrument. The transition mm. and the, the tension and the, the intensity becomes an instrument. The great challenge is maintaining the perspective that enables you to stay with it like this. Because mm. we can forget. We fall into forgetfulness. It's just par for the course. When you forget, don't beat yourself up. Mm. Get back on the horse very gently, softly, lovingly, kindly, and continue moving forward. The first part of your question, remind me. Well, it was just, I think it's the, you know, you've kind of already answered it. It's like the complexity of um, of allowing and feeling the discomfort, the pain, the suffering, and then also um, the, hu the humanness of like wanting it to be over as quickly as possible and sitting in that in-between place. The simple directive here is acceptance mm. of what is. We can't possibly change anything we are unable to accept. Because true change requires understanding, requires unity for it to be sustainable change. If we are in resistance to something, if we are not accepting, then we create a particular kind of dynamic that keeps it in a cycle, a dualistic cycle, a battle. There is a, a great text called the Bhagavad Gita. And the crown jewel of the Bhagavad Gita, so there's lots of wisdom in it, but the crown jewel wisdom is summarized in a phrase where the main character, Krishna, Lord Krishna, which is, uh, who is a, an incarnation of divinity, speaking to one of the leaders of the armies that were in battle, that were about to go into battle. Lord Krishna says to Arjun, Yogastar Kuru Kamani, which is establish yourself in being and then perform action. We can have a position of love, free ourselves of the bondage of attachment to what we believe is right or wrong, and then act from that place. Act from that place. And what that was was an instruction into complexity consciousness. We can feel love for something and still go into battle with it. We can be accepting of something and still resist its force. It is our deep relationship to it. If we go into battle with something out of hate then we won't truly conquer anything. 
we won't cause any lasting change. In this particular instance, this divine intelligence was instructing this warrior, transcend into the deepest part of yourself and understand the complexity of reality and that all of it is okay. Because, the, and the reason why they're having this discourse is because this warrior didn't want to go into battle because he had family members on the, on the opposing side and he didn't want to kill his family members. But these particular individuals were doing heinous things, raping, pillaging, killing, destroying. It was, you know, they were consumed by a, a, a darkness. And it was clear that it, they had to go into battle because it was either that or they, they destroy what good was left. So, and he was lamenting. He's like, but I don't want to kill my family. It's like, okay, well, you don't kill him out of hate. You kill him out of love, love for the whole thing. And this is a very important state of consciousness for us to understand when approaching the complexity and the, 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 the great challenges that are ahead of us. Because invariably we will be confronted with things that are going to be very challenging and are up, opposed to our ideology and our way of living and the way we want to exist. And there will be a call to action to to resist it in the name of what you know to be right. Mm. And we want, to, we want to do that in the name of love and not out of self-righteousness and hate for the enemy. It's just a, a preview of coming attractions. Mm. <laughs> if we get onto that now, start considering this now, it'll be very helpful in the future, I think. And can I just ask a follow-up to that, Johnny, with, with um, the discussion of being in alignment with nature and um, actually receiving that wisdom through the heart? I can't remember exactly how you explained it, but that... that Probably no, just like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how is it that so... And, and you spoke about people receiving COVID at different levels of consciousness and reacting from different levels of consciousness... Um, is that because, is it actually possible for, for people to all be in the unified field of the heart and be receiving completely different understandings of how to react and resist and, and how to receive this situation we all find ourselves in? Um, when we notice that there is a broader spectrum of responses to what we would argue as reality. It's because people are in different states of consciousness and their proximity to themselves, aka the divine, is different. Mm -hmm. The proximity to their relationship to what they understand divine to be is different. And that yields a different set of rules in, in their consciousness and therefore the meaning that they extract from this moment is different. And that's the difference in, in it. We are all essentially an emergent phenomenon out of the 
the divine. And it's only that we have varying degrees of ignorance about that, that determine the, the different states of consciousness and therefore the difference in worldview. Mm. But yeah. if everyone was coming from that place. Exactly. If, if everybody made it priority to hold uh, themselves and each other in deep reverence as sacred, as priority, above needing to be right, which is a big leap. People need to be right in order to feel secure. In order to feel secure, people need to be right. But if we can transcend the need to be right in the name of honoring a deeper universal truth, which is the sacredness of life, then we have the pathway forward. This is the pathway forward. And this is why I always say we need nothing short of a spiritual revolution in order for us to elevate ourselves out of this situation. Mm. Yeah, it has to be of the spirit. Nothing else is going to do it. There's no political or economic response to the crisis we're in that is going to resolve anything. Not even scientific. No scientific, political, economic. It's, it's spiritual. So you're saying we could be feeling the clinch of the gate for a long time yet to come. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I don't know that. Mm. I, do, I don't. I try not to speculate timelines mm. on the future or. Mm. And even, even the details of circumstance, but there's some things you can logically conclude you know, based on what's going on right now and the trajectory of things. Um, but I suspect we've got qu quite a way to go yet in research around ignoring mm. the, the, the destruction drums. Dum, 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 dum. I mean, they're, they're banging loud and clear. Mm. And most of the world just want things to get back to normal, whatever that is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking some time to listen to the One Giant Mind podcast, and I hope you're getting a lot out of it. If you're somebody that hasn't yet got a regular meditation practice, One Giant Mind offers a couple of ways in which you can make that happen right now. You can go to onegiantmind.com. And have a look at our teacher directory. We've got hundreds of teachers around the world teaching the One Giant Mind Being technique, both in person and online. And if for whatever reason you're unable to get to one of those courses, you could download our free Learn to Meditate app. It's called One Giant Mind. It's got a 12-step course that'll get you started. And if you're already a regular meditator and feel deeply called to bring this beautiful practice into the world, we strongly encourage you to check out our One Giant Mind Teacher Training Academy. We train passionate meditators to become powerful leaders in their community, equipped with tools to empower others to know themselves very intimately. We teach a powerful process of how to run a meditation course and facilitate the building and growing of a community. And we would love to welcome you into our global family of teachers. A special thanks to our show producer, Daniel Tucker, a.k.a. Spiritual Trady, our music composer, the one and only Ali Liberman, and all of the One Giant Mind team. <laughs>